Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And we are here today to talk about a Ringo Starr album from 1998. And I'm holding the original CD. And this, this, Chris, does this give you a clue what the title of the album is here? (laughs) That's right. Because it's Ringo standing up against all in all three panels of the CD. So I'm guessing it's called vertical man vertical man now dave did yeah. you get that 25 years ago at the oh, at the oh record God. shop or how long? did you get it recently i did buy it all that time ago yeah oh, wow did you get it at best buy and get the best buy bonus tracks there were a couple extra bonus tracks that's right <laughs> yeah. yeah i, I I'll, did not i'll talk i actually took the time to listen to all the bonus tracks dave so at the yeah. end of the podcast we'll run through the uh the three best buy bonus tracks and then there was another one that is only on a Japanese release, which is probably the best of the bunch, best track of the bunch. Oh. So, well, the interesting thing I think to start with this before we even get to who's on it is the timing of this. So, it was the right after. I think of this kind of like a flaming pie for Ringo. It's sort of the, yeah. you know, we talked about when we did flaming pie how that was right after the anthology, and Paul was feeling very beatly and nostalgic and. Yeah. And on that album, we know there's a lot of, of Ringo and George Martin and uh, Jeff Lynn and all those people on it. Well, this is kind of a similar bag here with a uh, vertical man with, I mean, everyone but the kitchen sink and everything but the kitchen sink is on this album. Yeah, that's true. And it's, it's kind of like a another like a Ringo attempt again here uh, to do but, his but, thing. But I think that there's a, a very distinct difference here and and. Maybe you've seen him at the, he's always at the Beatles Fest, and you see this weird looking guy with multicolored beard, mustache kind of thing. Goatee thing. Goatee kind of thing, and uh, crazy hair, and you think, this guy, who's this guy who's totally nuts, is what he seems like. But uh, this is Mark Hudson I'm talking about, and uh, starting in 1998, Hudson was the, uh, from uh, Wikipedia here. The primary driving force as producer and composer behind Ringo Starr's continued career as a recording artist. You like how they said continued career Continue. like it should have stopped? Yeah. Um, He's to blame. Hudson produced or co-produced nine albums for Starr. Uh, five studio albums. Vertical Man, I Want to Be Santa Claus, Ringo Rama, Choose Love, and Liverpool 8. Three live albums also released uh, during that time. And... A compilation album, Ringo 5.1, the Surround Sound Collection. I know you've got that. Oh, uh, multiple uh, copies. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, he, it featured uh, all those records all together, featured a total of 82 different songs. 17 of the 82 were cover songs, a couple of those <laughs> here. That, yeah. Underscoring the primacy of his roles of the creation of the albums, Hudson was credited as co writer for 64 of the 65 new songs. So, Really wow. found a partnership with Ringo and uh, a, a couple other guys. We'll we'll get to those guys. And, um, you know, really kind of took control, I think, of the of the, you know, guided Ringo in the production and in the choices of what to do and uh, things of that nature. So what's your take on Mark Hudson just generally? Well, I think about the look of him, but I think he's also... In a way, he's kind of like the Jeff Lynn. A lot of comparisons today. The Jeff Lynn to George Harrison, kind mm-hmm. of the person who was able to translate 
Ringo and take the Beatle. It was obviously a diehard fan because this album and all of Ringo's stuff with Mark Hudson is, I, I will argue, a little bit too cutesy and clever with Beatles stuff and references. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but he clearly knows how to package Ringo and the types of songs that he would succeed at singing. And so I think he was very important for getting Ringo back out there and actually recording. And this, as you said, was the first of those efforts. And so it was a 10 year yeah. process. I know it didn't end very well. We still don't really know what happened, but it just, they sort of fell apart. Yeah. Uh, something happened right around the time Liverpool eight was going to come out. And then he, had dave stewart re-producer right of, of that album and it just seemed like at that point they were like not on speaking terms and i don't know that the relationships ever mended yeah so that also makes me curious about these albums if we're gonna see them in a re-release mm. anytime soon or not this one could use a re-release and could use some of these bonus tracks uh sort of the way they're doing for record store day with uh or how they did with um old wave and they're they're doing oh, this yeah. time with stop and smell the roses both of those uh much worse albums yeah, absolutely for sure yeah um yeah. so but this album you know did i think it uh, was received relatively positively it, from what i was reading it was i looked at a whole bunch of different reviews from the time period and it was kind of a uh mixed to to positive Mm -hmm. uh, so the, and actually it's funny you mentioned the cover songs that was actually one of the criticisms of a couple of the reviews that we found here uh, but yeah. yeah i mean it's generally to, to to put it in perspective here ringo as always gives us a a nugget of wisdom in his yeah. inimitable way on the album he says there's a quote life is life this was just a record ringo Oh boy! Wow, it really <laughs> makes you think, huh? It really makes you think. Yeah, powerful, philosophical. Yeah. Well, so much to talk to talk about with this album. At the at the end, I'm also gonna <laughs> read you a. I saw I, the worst review I've ever seen. Uh, oh, <laughs> so I'll read that to you. Oh, that sounds good. Someone okay. who just loathed this album. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but I I don't feel that way, and I think maybe we're gonna be split on some of the reactions to this dave um so what i thought is we go track by track like we do but so tell me after each track is it a yes 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 or do you feel la -di da on it <laughs> or is it no good vibrations <laughs> very clever very clever yeah. Good. Yes. So those are good, good <laughs> categories taken yeah. from the album there. Yeah. That's right. Some of the highlights here. Oh boy. All right. That's right. <laughs> well, we'll, should we dig in here? Yeah. Well, there's, Let's... so first of all, there's 13 songs and the mm -hmm. album runs quite long, uh, over 50 minutes, yeah. uh, it's 51 or 52 minutes. So it's very hacked, uh, with stuff. I mean, I've got a suggestion or two you could cut right off the bat. Yeah, well, we is, definitely yeah. have a few. But yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, like like you said earlier, uh, Ring the lot. Mark Hudson co-wrote just about every. Well, actually, the same group wrote these songs. So the team of Starkey, Hudson, Rakel, and Dudas, yeah, wrote about you know, almost all the originals on here, including the first track, which has the 
appropriate title for the first track one yeah um who and they play on the album too all, all those guys so yes is that correct yeah so it's, we have uh, dudas dudas is the bass guitar. player and electric guitar yeah on this and he track. plays acoustic on king of broken arts yeah 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 this the, fortunately the uh liner notes here give you each track who's playing on each track oh so. that's good yeah, That's good. so we can give you the specifics because that actually is important for some of the uh, singers that make an appearance here. Okay. Uh, but this one, yeah, so we have Steve. Yeah, it's actually just that group and then a couple other people and, of course, background vocals. So, yeah. How many this back background vocals on one? Just <laughs> actually, on... just one. Mark Hudson. Ah. Amazing. Just one guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one well, th this song... Uh, starts with this weird panting noise yeah it's like ringo's uh, like getting all getting all hot and bothered for <laughs> to, to get ready to sing but other than that uh weirdness at the beginning i actually like this uh i, I go yes 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 on this first one i i think it's a pretty good tune musically to me it's hitting all the right notes I, yeah. I, a nice melody uh, sort of a country guitarish sound. Uh, the harmonica solo is decent, uh, but his voice sounds great on this one. And I think the lyrics are, you know, simple but but a, a, a pretty clear concept of like you know one girl, but just <laughs> for just one minute, one world, but you're not in it. So yeah, so I give it a thumbs up. I'll also give it a yes, yes, yes. I think that's a good song. It's very beatle and it's very uh, Jeff Lynne-like, actually, I think. You're kind of the flaming pie, young boy type hooks. Yeah. Uh, really good hooks. The the pedal steel guitar that you were talking about was played by Jeff, quote, Skunk Baxter. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, who did a lot with um, Steely Dan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a, a veteran. Uh, so I think it's good. It's got, I like the chorus, pretty catchy. Uh, one love for just one minute it's a pretty memorable tune and some interesting drum breaks in it too uh, yeah. ringo's ringo by the way ringo plays drums on the whole album which is always the best part and that yes is, yes uh, a highlight and i get what you say right off the bat with this one it's like oh clearly this guy this producer is like trying to bring in some of these let's remind you of it, that he's a beetle elements right in some places a little too much and in other places i think it's great mm -hmm. like maybe the next song which has the weirdly titled what in the ellipses world yeah what's with the ellipses <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> unnecessary for the ellipses um, well here's think... some here's some trivia though chris yep what was the name of the studio where they worked on uh this song it's called What in the What the Studios. Oh. Uh, so that's why they came out with the clever inside joke that no one's going to get <laughs> of a title. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What's your? Why don't you start us up okay. off on this one here, Dave? Well, obviously the most important and most recognizable thing is the background singer on this one. And so we're going... Ooh. Oh, it's it's Paul. Ooh. Yeah, ring, ring rang me up. Said, "Oh, you in town?" I'm like, "Who? <laughs> yeah, I could I'll bring me bass. Yeah. <laughs> Want to pop by for a song?" 
Yeah. So definitely you, you hear Paul McCartney playing bass and singing. And this is actually a pretty small affair. It's just uh, Ringo, Paul, Mark Hudson, Steve Dudas, Joe Walsh on electric guitar and the solo. And then uh, Mark Hudson. Oh, I already said that. Yeah. So that's a small group. Uh, so this is another nostalgic song. So looking back, I remember it all. The magical moment I'll never forget. But I'll say it's pretty catchy. Uh, it's, a, it's a little long for me maybe it maybe yeah. wears out its welcome towards the end but uh paul sounds cool and i like hearing paul and ringo uh vocalize together so you going la-di-da on this one kind of i'm gonna go yeah i think i go la-di-da yeah I, I think i'm with you there my the first two words i wrote wrote were not bad okay um and i think that the highlight of this is the drums and i really really dig the uh sort of rocking turnaround yeah yes so i think that's good the lyrics are fine nothing nothing to look forward to in a world without you so you know the same old generic but uh uh yeah paul sounds good on it and the bass is great obviously and you know so not bad no no so two for two so far kind of i'm like i'm like oh i'm i'm into this album yeah i think so (laughs) i think so so then we move on to not minefield, but mindfield. <laughs> yeah, this one's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, it's um, strange it's lyrics. Energetic, but it's a little bit. We didn't start the fiery. It, yes, <laughs> that's. I wrote Billy Joel. Yeah. <laughs> What's right? Who's wrong? Everybody takes side. By God, your God, God is such a fine line. Email, Email jump, jump bail. Bail, and it becomes a female. <laughs> like, or are you taking shots at uh, <laughs> trans people? And then this one's really crazy. War wet dragnet take another Percocet. Ooh, ooh. So it's like uh, uh, making a comment about uh, uh, people oh. returning from war or something. Later he goes, rock star. <laughs> you like the lyric? Rock stars, pop stars living in an ant farm. <laughs> <laughs> clever clever smooth talking cool walking drowning in your own charm so. yes it's totally we didn't start the fire or the rem yeah. it's the end of the world as we know it that kind of a yeah strung together word play um yeah so it's a weird song and and they're talking living in a minefield just a weird you know thing we're, we're walking, walking on, on thin, thin ice. ice but there are things i like in the song i like the odd sort of violin bridge of ooh, 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 gets real dramatic there yeah yeah but and that goes into like a ripping guitar solo there which is not bad um uh, but played maybe by two, who's played playing by. who 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 do you think friend of the show <laughs> no he's not there yet <laughs> other friend of the show Joe Walsh. Oh, Joe Walsh. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do a full Joe Walsh. Walsh We will. Right. We will. Um, Well, uh, yeah, it's not a bad guitar solo. So good job, Joe Walsh. Yeah. Uh, But overall, maybe too much going on. Really sloppy and weird at the end. I could do without the explosion (laughs) at the end of the song. You get it? Mind. Yeah. And I also could do without the. (laughs) um, He says. Make your own guru, and then yeah, there that... be your own guru, and then there's a Satari sort of like <laughs> sound, and then he laughs. So yeah. it's like, what is this supposed to be funny? I yeah. So I'm a little, I'm definitely la di da on this. One. Yeah, 
I, I'm we're three for three here. I'm I'm a la di da, and that's what I meant with the the references. It's like it's so busy and a bit too too cutesy to yeah. have guru, and then we have the Indian music in there. And yeah, then, you don't need it. No, and you, you notice after, no, and after every clause or after every part of the phrase, there's another thing that pops in. It's just like constant. Yeah, it's clever a, it's, stuff going on. It's yeah, it's a it's a just. Uh, pummeling you over the head with yeah with yeah. Uh, <laughs> stuff but but not a bad that, song my, these lot of does are higher level lottie does than a lot of the more recent albums where yes uh, these eps where we've had to like really Oof. we've really had to mine <laughs> for some good <laughs> things in any of them so yes um, i will say so you're curious probably who the background vocalists are because there are three very famous people in these background vocals. We have Steven Tyler of Aerosmith, yeah. who will appear soon. Then we have Alanis Morissette, who will also appear. And Scott Weiland. Weiland? Is that how you yeah. say his name? He was in... Uh, Weiland or Weiland. Weiland. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure some people pronounce it different ways. Yeah. But he was, passed away uh, maybe five to ten years ago. Um, but he was in Stone Temple Pilots, and that's the band. And yeah. he and he has a, a solo album, Twelve Bar Blues, that is very good, and is also going to be released for Record Store Day. Oh, okay. Uh, again, and I think it's a really a terrific album. Pretty good singer, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, kind of just either lost or misused in most of this. Yeah, this appearance is sort of like nondescript. Yeah, completely. So. Not nondescript though is uh, uh, pretty clearly uh, somebody playing slide <laughs> guitar on the next song, "King of Broken Hearts," and that's one Mister George Harrison. Then we'll have some George Harrison news at the end of the podcast. By the way, yeah, we got George. This one we got George on slide. We've got uh, Steve Dudas on the uh, acoustic guitar, electric piano from Jim Cox, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, you got acoustic guitar, bass. And Mellotron, backing vocals, keyboards, percussion, Mark Hudson, and uh, Grackle is co-writer on this one. And, of course, uh, Ringo Starr, King of Broken Hearts, pretty pretty much one of the big songs on the album. I mean, it really stands out. Uh, What's your take on it? Oh, this is a yes, 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 for sure. Uh, I think it's a great song. I've always liked it since it came out. Uh, the only thing I wish is that George had been singing to on there. That's the only thing kind of lacking, but it's, uh, yeah, that guitar, boy, no doubts who's playing that slide. And it yeah. goes throughout the whole song. And it's a, uh, a kind of a, this is a good sad sack Ringo song yeah. that we, we like, and it works so well. For Ringo's character, it's yeah. a sad sack and he's getting through it. Yep. This is just the, the best. Uh, I mean, I'm like, Boy, and that's that's why I'm I'm sort of like I came away from listening to this whole record a bunch this week with sort of a newfound appreciation for Mark Hudson because I thought, oh, he gets Ringo, like he mm-hmm. understands this is what Ringo does best is the these type of songs, this King of Broken Hearts, another one later, which is you know we've referenced a few times here, but yeah, um, that's very much a Ringo type tra- classic Ringo track. Yes. Um. But yeah, I'm a I'm a yes, yes, yes on this too. It's a pretty pretty great song. So yeah, yeah. And the the background vocals sound great. Just the the production 
Pushing their strings. The strings are nice on here. It's just yeah. kind of got the whole production. I like yeah. it. Very good. Very good. Arranged by Graham Pre Prescott. Prescott. Yes. Prescott. Right. Yeah. Now, Ugh. Dave, why halt the album <laughs> and jerk you out of these brand new songs that are all pretty good songs to give us a definite no good vibrations <laughs> for love me too boy is this like uh, a way to get steven tyler to do something on the album because he plays the harmonica on here and he you guys you can hear him singing but this this just falls real flat yeah. for me and it, it's supposed to be kind of like a do do like sort of an r&b version or something and yeah it's definitely version. a slightly different take on it yeah this gave me two reactions one is like this ruins what would have been a fantastic transition from king of broken hearts into vertical man would have been a perfect yeah transition two good songs right back to back and instead, we got this dud of a of a of a. So I I had that reaction. I was like, I don't want this on the record. No, throw it on a B side, fine, but mm -hmm. don't put this on the record. It's ruining the record. And my second reaction though was, why doesn't he do more, like in concert? He's never really done this other than a couple a couple tunes. Like, why not just do more old oldie Beatles tunes? Like, yeah. Like, if you showed up to a Ringo concert, he's like, "Oh, here's do do you want to know a secret or something like that?" Yeah, something like, different. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm puzzled by the inclusion of that, especially the fifth track on the song. Yeah, that's true. On the album, that's true. It's just really off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this this is. Uh... Bad, bad, bad vibrations for That's sure right. on this one. <laughs> That's right. No good vibrations for that one. Now, no, Dave, I'm a yes, 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 Ooh. a million times yes, yes on this next song. I love it. It's the title track, Vertical Man. Fun song, very catchy. The right kind of trippy, odd, weird. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I particularly like the last couple of minutes, which is unlike anything I've heard in most of these Ringo songs where I'm actually really interested. There's some cool, you know, kick the bottom out, scream and shout back and forth with the uh, backup vocals by Ozzy Osbourne, Ozzy Osbourne of all people, which is strange. Yeah. But it's, if this is the right type of strange weird to me that, I'm looking for in uh, Ringo songs. Uh, just a note on the album now, b because of Vertical Man coming up here. The album was originally to be titled Thanks for Coming. What do you think of that title? <laughs> it doesn't have the same uh, catchy hook to it, does it? Uh, <laughs> no, but it was changed after Star found the phrase Vertical Man in a book belonging to his wife, Barbara Bach's daughter, Francesca. I found it flicking through a book of quotes and said, let's hear it for the vertical man. So much praise is given to the horizontal one. And you think, sure, let's hear it for what's happening now. I don't want to hear it when I'm horizontal. <laughs> for a while there, I was heading for horizontal dumb. 
substance abuse and alcohol was getting in my way. And the end result for many people is you're horizontal and they're all saying, what a guy. You think of all the musicians we've lost, the horizontal ones. Well, let's hear it for the vertical ones. <laughs> we had a problem, but came through. So now mm. it's, are you vertical or are you horizontal? So that little quote kind of recontextualized even more this tune to me from being kind of nonsense yeah. to something where it's like, and that was from a printed from Mojo in July, 2001. He, he talked about that song um, in an interview. So yeah, I like, and I love, I, boy, I love the last few minutes of this. So hmm. thank you, John. Dream shop, vertical man. I I like it. I like it a lot. Now I can see on your face. (laughs) I'm gonna give it a lottie because it just didn't have the same impact on me. I get I get what you're saying. I like the experimental ideas that the there's a lot of production on here from Mark Hudson. He did the string arrangements and the vocal arrangements, and then there's a mellotron. There's synthesizer strings so that. It is, it's again, trying to be a little bit experimental or the, the beetly experimental stuff. I just mm-hmm. felt like the, the song itself got swallowed up a little bit be, around all the production. And so it, beca- it became unmemorable to me. I was remembering the, the production elements and not the song. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I could see that. That's kind of why to me it was, it was not, it's not bad, but it's, yeah. uh, was less memorable. Well, I loved it. I thought, I, I know one thing too is, it made me doubly angry at what comes before and after it. Yeah. Because I really think had it been right after King of Broken Hearts, right into it, as it was as I was skipping Love Me Do all yeah. Week, yeah. after listening to it a couple times, that I just think it's like, oh, wow, this is a real highlight kind of fun piece. And it's sort of like almost like a carnival. So yeah. I, in this one, I didn't mind all the all the crazy whoop whoops and all that <laughs> in the background. I thought were actually pretty, pretty cool. So uh yeah, so I th- that's a really good point about thinking how this album was sequenced. If uh, I, maybe I'll go back and play it, not this week because I'm kind of tired of the album, but yeah, uh, I'll go from King of Broken Hearts right into Vertical Man and see if it makes yeah. a difference. And then just skip, drift away to that's just next. the next track, which is uh, just to get right into get... no good vibrations for me on yeah. uh, Drift Away. I do not like it. Um, but the, there's celebrities know... on here. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it. You know, like, first, I want to say Drift Away, it, of course, was a hit for Dobie Gray, I think was the biggest hit from Yeah. which uh, was written by Mentor Williams. You know who Mentor Williams is? No. That's no. Paul Williams. You remember Paul Williams, that little short dude that wrote, wrote all those songs? And oh, yeah. always appeared in Hollywood squares and stuff. Yes, yes. Um, It's his brother. And huh. so Mentor, Mentor Williams. Williams wrote this big hit, Drift Away. And it was also, if you remember, became famous again with uh, Uncle Cracker. Yeah. But this Ringo version, who all's on it here? Okay, so we've got quite a crew again. So the usual suspects, but the Handy Clappers, get it? <laughs> we have on the Handy Clappers, Ringo, Scott Gordon, Mark Hudson. Vocals, Ringo star Tom Petty, Alanis Morissette. Okay. Then background vocals, Rose Stone, Lisa Banks, Ollie Woodson, H- Howard McCrary, Mark Hudson, Christina Rush. Insane. <laughs> so, and then was originally, Steven Tyler was on this. And then his record company was like, 
no, you don't have permission. To <laughs> so they had to take him off of it. And they're like, uh, who's sitting around here? Oh, yeah. Tom Petty's always hanging around. <laughs> so they had Tom Petty replace Steven <laughs> Tyler, but you could still hear Steven Tyler on yeah. the track towards the end. Like, that kind of that kind of crap. So, um, but it's weird. It's a yeah. weird tune. Yeah, weird. Now you mean a weird version. tune in general, or just oh, version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the 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 famous version is a, a classic rock staple you hear yeah. all the time. But it, I don't. I just again, I don't see the point of this one. There's really no reason, rhyme or reason for this. And it, to get, except you want to give Alanis Morissette a cameo to sing a verse with her usual <laughs> stuff that she did on her, because she was hot at this time, and yeah. her her albums were really popular. So, and then Tom Petty is a perennial. So I, I don't know. I don't get the point of it. Not good. No good vibrations on that one. No good vibrations for Drift so, Away. How about yeah. I Was Walking? Yeah. Paul Paul McCartney again. He's yep. just on backing vocals on this one, right? Yes. Um, This one's okay for blues. Not overly objectable. Some of the lyrics are a little, like, cutesy. Like, my occupation is syncopation. How do you <laughs> like that lyric? <laughs> Everybody's moving. Everybody's Everybody's grooving. grooving. But we don't know what we're doing. Uh, and then there's this weird, I look a mirror. You like that? Yeah. That one sticks in your head and you're like, what? Is, it, is that the lyric? I that look is the lyric. I look a mirror. I look a mirror. I look a mirror and I'm looking all right. But, and then of course the, at the end, there's a, yes, yes, yes. It's like really like. <laughs> yeah. I got to say though, I, this one kind of charmed me enough i mean for usually i don't like these sort of bluesy straight straight blues kind of tunes but at least it's interesting and if you compare this one to say some of the more recent ones yeah him, oh I, that's I true i think it's i think it's not too bad uh so i'll i guess i'll give it uh Lottie da but uh, uh kind of on the higher end of the Lottie da okay that's <laughs> and i fair. do like that ending yeah and it's pretty good i, li- I like it it charms yeah. me yeah. Well, this is a very Ringo song. I think it's a very kind of tailor-made. Now, again, you and I like to point out the the amount of people on songs on Ringo albums. So here we've got background vocals, Paul McCartney, Steven Tyler, Alanis Morissette, Mark Hudson, and then uh, got some synth sax by Jim Cox on this one too. And Steve Cropper playing the guitar solo from the uh, Booker T and the MGs. So yeah. another, here's another cameo by somebody. Yeah. Uh, this one's kind of catchy. I, it's the, uh, it, it does stick in your head. I was walking, I was walking. It's the three repeats. And then the, I was walking to my myself last night. Yeah. So I, I give it a lottie da kind of classic Ringo E type song. Yeah. And not bad at all. I mean, it's catchy. So yeah, yeah we're, we're both. Uh, I think on the we're same doing page. pretty well so far. I think yeah. we're not too far off here. And generally, I mean, if we were, if we had didn't have to talk about "Let Me Do" and "Drift Away," we'd be real positive yeah. on this record. True, true. So far, uh, then we get to the big, oh. the big sort of big hit, the one that they even played live. You can even see him playing this live. Yeah, which is so rare for <laughs> post, you know, nineteen eighty. Ringo tracks. Yeah. And there's a uh, video too. Yeah. And that is La Di Da. 
So Paul on this one too, on the bass and backup vo vocals. What? What? Yeah, give me your take on Lottie Da. Okay, I've got her. This is it. Background vocals: Ringo Starr, Barbara Box, uh, Keith Allison, Astrid Barber, James Barber, Blake Brown, Scott Brown, Vincent Brown, Joy Calio, jo Jim Cushionary, Steve Judas, <laughs> Doug Feger, Eric Gardner, Scott Gordon, Bruce Gake Grakel. 15. Christopher Grakel, Dean Grakel, Ronnie Grakel, Eric Greedy, Steve Greenberg. 20. Michael Gurley, Kay Harrison, Tommy Harrison, Don Hooney, Sarah Hudson, Daniel Lenoir, Bill Levitt, Stuart Lerner, MD, Niels Lofgren, Gabriella Paglia, Van 30. 30, Van Dyke and Sally and Elizabeth Parks. Christina Rash, Lady Marjorie, Rufus Isaacs, Gene Schmidt, Timothy B. Schmidt, Lee Starkey, Tina Stern, Jennifer Schuyler, Barbara, <laughs> Barbara Vanderlinda, Tatiana von Furstenberg, Scott Weiland. Weiland. That's a, I just as a sort of a joke, I said, here's where we get the whole 40 people singing at the end. <laughs> Little and, did and you know. It was actually 40 people. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's this is where I'm talking about the the it's a combination of a classic Ringo and then a way too clever for its own good type song, especially in the background vocals, which are just kind of annoying with the and ever you want to be what you want to be. And woo, woo. when he talks about a train, they go woo, woo, in the video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a sing along. Live, this was really good. I, I liked the live version. And in the live version, you could tell the background vocals being saying some, uh, something about the vertical man. Oh, so it was oh. sort of like, oh, and I didn't catch that at all in the recorded version. No, that there's a little vertical man in in the in that sort of background vocals why because there's too much background vocals on yes this. um and it is it's like designed to be the big hit it's also designed to be the closer so i don't know why it's not yes. the closer because this if this closer. was the closer to the album it would actually i'd like it a little better i think mm. it would be like oh okay Oh, I get it. Everybody's close. It's like, it's like that one album. I forget what album it is of his, but that he gives credits at the end. Oh, yeah. That's on, on the, the track. Album. Yeah. <laughs> For you and me, babe. Yeah. And he says, I'd like to thank John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ringo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. George Harrison. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this to me was kind of like that. It's like, um, I, and I'm, I'm Lottie Da on Lottie Da. I'm not. Me too. I'm not no good vibrations because it is no there is but there's something about like la di da like quesara <laughs> it's like oh like this better song yeah yeah oh i get it you're trying to replace quesara with la di da it's yeah like, that's nothing that's that's so... <laughs> and just to get the get the point even stronger you got to mention that it was doris day who sang Okay, Sarah, Sarah, at the end. That's kind of the punchline. We're waiting for it yeah. here. The other song this made me think of was Always Look on the Bright Side of Life at mm. the end of um, um, 
Life of Brian. Yeah. The yeah. Monty Python song, which, you know, is very good, very good, very kind of funny, but right. also poignant tune. But that one's sort of more poignant about life than this is not really. I think my biggest thing is it's not really saying anything. No, no. You know? It's just so, a, a simple sing along. Exactly. Yeah. So I. I yeah, I'm I'm lottie da on it. If I was a little more, if, if it's like if this could have been a little better, yeah, maybe we would have we'd be giving this album like an eight or something. Yeah, but without it, you know, it's sort of and and the problem is here's where the album starts getting a little choppier. I think. <gasps> you, uh, I was just going to ask you a question. Yeah. Does it feel to you like it felt to me that the album just is flagging at this point and the the ending just kind of sags? Well, it's the next three tracks here, which yeah. are which yeah. are not terrible songs, but n- none of them are are um, m- very memorable to be honest. No, oh god, yeah. why we are we are on the same page. Yeah. I was going to say they're almost all forgettable to me. I can can't tell apart without I, understanding to i'll be fine anywhere to puppet dave i would i if if i was the producer of this i'd be like all right let me do's gone drift away is gone yeah probably i keep this next track and then i get rid of the next two i'd slip this uh one of the bonus tracks in there mm. and then i'd probably keep the last song so but we'll or and even better i think you've got an 11 track pretty tight pretty good album that where yeah. the quality stays at least at the lottie dot level yeah and let's even you take know. your other suggestion and then maybe put the last track somewhere else on the album and put lottie dot at the end there you go you got there it you go. yeah that i'm i'm with you there so yeah but let's talk about without understanding what is with the intro to this and the opera singing there, it makes no sense plus I, mixed with an indian drone sound right yes here we go okay. yep there's it's like what is going on but the opera singer comes back near the end and i was like at that point i was like oh and yeah. honestly i was like that's my favorite part of the song but otherwise kind of a dull song very dull very unmemorable even yeah. with we have a new person on this one brian wilson makes an appearance on background vocals i was also another group of 10 background vocals and uh a plastic guitar solo from ringo plastic guitar huh yes what do you, so there's two things that i think really hinder this song one is this very dull riff that could yeah dong, dar, dong, dar, dong, just over and over again just yeah. not 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 doing much for me and then these lyrics understanding imagination without understanding no good vibrations good vibrations yeah. so i've got to give this a no good vibrations because of that. that's true because I mean, it's yeah. in the some lyrics yeah yeah i'm with so. you i i barely remember it i i think it's it just doesn't stand out to me yeah it's a it's a all. it's a skipper i wouldn't call it a dud really no i mean Really, it's more Lottie Da than No Good Vibrations, but I, w- I wouldn't give it a dud. I, but it is definitely a skipper. Yeah, um, an album filler, um, and then a much weaker George <laughs> Slide guitar uh, on this next yeah. track here. Uh, I'll be fine anywhere. It's another bluesy tune. 
And this is supposed to be like this is supposed to be in the fifties style, I think. It's kind of that Elvisy yes. style. And Ringo's singing like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the lonely life of yeah. It's too much, too much bop bop, and there's even a yeah in there somewhere. But I'll be fine anywhere. It's another. I mean, I get where they're coming. Okay, Ringo. I'll be fine anywhere. Great. But yeah, but it's a, there's a lot of, I don't like trying to say that, like, it's it's like a conflating of ideas here that don't kind of mix, which is don't care. There's a lot of, I don't care. No big deal. I don't care at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not exactly the same thing as the Ringo that I'm thinking of. No, which is the peace and love, and let's love the positive, the positive yeah. vibes. It's more like me. I don't care about any of this. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I like don't know, and I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I I think it's a waste of George, especially yeah. because his appearances were so limited anyway. And I'd rather hear him on a different song. Maybe if, what if he played on one or yeah uh, one of the other earlier songs that we liked a lot? That uh, would have been much better use of him so he's kind of i think it's that's the worst part of the song i think he's wasted yeah and then this next track i mean just just to be clear i'm giving a no good vibrations to i'll be fine anywhere i'm definitely giving a no good vibrations (laughs) to one of the weirdest both weird to be weird and uninteresting is just absolute (laughs) death and that is what i would say about puppet it's a mess. This song is a mess. I yeah. just can't, I can't get any kind of grasp on it. Uh, it's just sort of is, formless. Just kind of, I don't know. I th- I was thinking, I was listening to this today, and I was like, is this his? If this had been released in 1970, mm. would people have read all this Beatles stuff into it? Because it's got oh, this yeah. growing up took someone like you. Forget about the things in your head. It's time you put the puppet to bed. Right. Or you've got to break down to break through. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I cut the strings and let me go. Now this is a one man show. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, if, if it's, it's like, it's been a one. If anything, it's less of a, you, Ringo, are doing less of a one man show by bringing <laughs> in these two regular songwriters. Yeah. That you work with that and a thousand people on backup <laughs> vocals on this album. So what are you talking about, dude? It's a one man show. So, and the, the, yeah, the music's bad on this. Yeah. Just, the puppets yeah. a total, no good vibration. Skipper. So that's no like good. three in a row that are just like, Ugh. yeah. Um, but I do like the last track, Dave. So oh, could I saw in the review, I wanted to get your take on this. The review I read said this is the this is Vertical Man's version of Good Night. Yes, yes. I, I can totally. I I put Good Night Revisited in my. Okay, notes. I'm yours. So. Obviously written for Barbara. Yes, really. And, he even says Barbara in the yeah, lyrics. So. He does. I and love we, this. It's a you know uh, all the lights of London Town slowly disappear. So lay your lovely head down, on down, and know that I am here. I'm yours. That's just nice. It's yeah, yeah. It is very sweet. It's very sincere, and you can't get away from the Beatle connection because who arranged the strings? Oh, who? 
George Martin. <laughs> I'm probably dumb there. I know, I know. <laughs> yes. So there you have another Beatle connection. So there's a nice string arrangement, obviously, from George Martin. It's very uh, kind of uh, corny, but nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I I'd say I only did say yeah, it could be considered corny, but I'm I'm yes, yes, yes on it. Yeah. Personally. I will too. So, I, especially after the last three that we'd heard that are just blend right into each other. This one really yeah. stands out. So overall, this Ringo album t- to me for a Ringo album is pretty good. For an album overall, it's probably like a six and a half. Yeah. You know, I liked, I, and obviously I liked one of the songs way more than you did. Yeah. But, but, um, generally <laughs> it's, it's these mistakes. It just, they always make these dumb mistakes <laughs> and his biggest blind spot is stupid, terrible cover songs. Yeah, that's true. You know? And he, and I wish he would just stop putting this crap on the record. So that's, con- that's been something that's been a career long problem. Think of some of the ones we've talked about. Yeah. Especially recently, those awful uh, uh, oh, 50s yeah. covers of Rock Around the Clock. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were those are money. That was well, pretty weak. For for to in order to put those two tracks on the album and and some of these other duds, they left some bonus tracks on the side uh, of the road. So I listened to these, Dave. I don't know that you've heard no, any of I them. No, I have not. But mm-hmm. uh, if you bought your CD at Best Buy, you'd get a three track bonus which was Mr. Double It Up, <laughs> Sometimes, and Good News. So Mr. Mm. Double It Up is a peppy little tune about Ringo sleeping with multiple women in multiple multiple towns. So oh. a very strange oh. okay. for Ringo type song. Especially with the song I'm Yours on it. With That's on, right. With the album with that on there. So <laughs> the song Sometimes is a very pleasant enough country song. Not Nothing to write home about, but surely could have would have been better than puppet or yeah. <laughs> i'll be fine anywhere to be on that tra- track mm-hmm. or, or on the album um good news is kind of a so i mean honestly kind of a so-so rockabilly-ish thing and it's i hate these songs that are about making songs yeah like yeah. just in a, it's just like a just like an old country song is one of the lyrics <laughs> it's like shut up yeah uh but this japanese only i don't know why and this track didn't even get on the u.s bonus tracks the song every day is quite catchy Hmm. got great drums and bass decent little song definitely should have been on the album so check out every day uh which you can find on youtube easily um and you'll be like oh that's definitely so 100 times better than puppet so i don't know what they (laughs) you know so my my biggest thing is like guys get it right when you get to the sequencing and all that they started with a good i mean the first what four tracks are pretty pretty good sequence on this record so yeah yeah um, that's that's the thing i wonder if the doing these cover songs it's because you've got all these celebrities around you need to do something easy that everybody knows so everyone knows love me do or drift away or rock around the clock and so maybe it's just kind of a a filler thing just to give people something to do i don't know it doesn't it, it detracts from yeah. what we want to hear and some of the more interesting songs especially like you said you know those first three songs i think are definitely worth listening to pretty good and then it actually first four right and then love me do just kills it yeah, yeah. really took takes the takes the br- breaks 
uh, and, and slams them on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what's now, your overall? You're going to give this album? I think I, I think I, boy, it's tough between a six point five and a seven. Yeah, and really, it's just the last. It, it, it would it would definitely be a sturdy seven, seven and a half if it wasn't for those three. It, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough because there's five songs I'd excise from this album. So yeah. Can that really be a seven? So I guess you got to go 6.5. Yeah. I'm going to go with a six because of the yeah. the sequencing and the especially those three in a row that I can hardly remember. And I've, yeah. I I do this for a living and I can't remember them. So, uh, and you got, you've got King of Broken Hearts is a, is a oh, gold yeah. standard, has yes. to be on all of the Ringo greatest Ringo track. Hits. For sure, and I'm gonna put Vertical Man on most underrated Ringo, great obscure. You know, not everybody knows that one. They should definitely check out that tune. I really uh, enjoyed it most yeah. of the week. Now, yeah. let's talk quickly about the. Oh, before we do this, what about the cover? The cover is kind oh. of a, a. It's like a star, and then what's what are it's like images of of uh, what's going on there. Uh, it's little squares of things and people. So you've actually got a photo. The, the one that stands out to me, there's a photo of John Lennon. Not sure why. Uh, there's a photo of Mark Hudson and Paul and Ringo embracing. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. And then some of the other people on the album. I think that's Steven Tyler hold with Ringo. And then you've got a l- bunch of his, his famous artwork. Uh, these little, uh, I, vignettes here and so that's sort of the inner booklet yeah both sides of it so you could be staring at that for a good half hour oh, oh yeah looking at all these different pictures and then when you slide it in to the inner sleeve or the outer sleeve the outer sleeve is a star so you're just seeing the the sort of pictures there oh and there's Ringo's you just flipped eyes. It around so it's Ringo's eyes so yes so you can do you... all kinds of fun things with that so yes. I'm looking for a vinyl I don't know if this has been out on vinyl or not but mm. I'm sure we're getting close to considering uh, the last two records that have come out in this sort of extended uh version well i'm not sure because i said about the mark hudson rift that may be the problem (laughs) uh, for getting anything else yeah mark hudson but it's yeah yeah, uh, the last the picture on the back here is i think that's a familiar shot of what ringo's doing yeah walking across abbey road there that's right on the cover but it Uh, looks like starry night starry night in the background exactly so yeah not bad artwork kind of interesting Now, I got to read you, Dave, this terrible review. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So generally, this has got pretty decent reviews, but this guy, Mark Beaumont, I think this was in uh, NME magazine, uh, Ringo Star Vertical Man. John and Paul trotted out some passable tunes, but let's face it, Ringo was the real visionary talent in the Beatles. As early <laughs> as 1965, he was making a drum kit sound like slapping a brick with a wet haddock. Seeing like he'd swallowed a blender, creating the concept of the personality drummer, thereby inventing pavement 30 years before their time. Yet he was also cruelly mocked, allowed to sing only on novelty songs about submarines and octopuses, and how he might just get through the song with the help of his more talented Beatle pals. Cheers. Already, Ooh, like, already like setting me off here. Yeah. Time for men's then. On Ringo's first solo album in six years, 
the megastar mates trot out and pay <laughs> their dues to this mercurial talent. Paul, George, Brian Wilson, Tom Petty, Ozzy Osbourne, and Alanis Morissette all squeak reverently <laughs> and kabam. It rocks like the 60s resurrected rock, right? Nope, it rocks like a pub emptying. Ooh. Like all the recent efforts from the surviving fabs, Vertical Man is an ultra-thin attempt. So he's like, all the other Beatles suck too. Wow. Vertical Man is an ultra-thin attempt to emulate these 60 glory days by using that Bullock's traveling Wilbury sound that Jeff Lynne concocted as a passionless monochrome facsimile of what the Beatles might have sounded like packed with songs about how great Ringo was when he was in the Beatles. Hence, la-di-da is a shit obla di obla da <laughs> I'm yours is a shit golden slumbers. He didn't even say, oh my God. He didn't even say a good night on that no. one. And love me do is a shit, oh, bugger it. <laughs> everybody's moving, everybody's going, going through the motions because we don't know what we're doing. Ringy sings on I Was Walking. A shit, oh darling, about being in the Beatles. Eoop. <laughs> Two out of ten. Mark Beaumont. Ouch. Mark Ouch. Beaumont, guys, not me. I not do Chris. not I do not agree with his Mark Beaumont. scathing review. Wow. One of the worst reviews I've ever seen. Anybody yeah. give anything. So. Uh, yeah, I don't. I definitely don't think it's that bad uh, yeah. at all. But uh, <laughs> but I I found it interesting. He made the point about the traveling Wilburys esque feel to it, and I do think there's something to that. Uh, that's that's the whole all star band, yeah, ethos and the, the get the friends together here. But uh, whew. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll give it a six and a six and a half. Yeah, there was a, let's see, All Music gave it three out of five, Encyclopedia of Popular Music, three out of five, Essential Rock Discography, five of ten. Yeah. Um, and then um, Galleria Musical gave it five out of five, so really oh. liking it. Hmm. Uh, and then, you know, mixed reviews otherwise, but yeah, yeah it's a, I mean, and it's a mixed album, but definitely got some good tracks on it, so. Yeah. And for, like I said, for a Ringo album, it's got to oh. be in the top tier yeah yeah definitely maybe not maybe not the top top ones you know it's not up there with ringo but um it's definitely in the mix in that middle range of kind of you know yeah maybe a sixth seventh best album or something like that yeah <laughs> so well, very good so 25 uh, years can you 25 believe five years i cannot believe it that's crazy yeah. 25 years wow well, before we go today, uh, we have a, I guess you want a little bit of Beatle news. There's not much. Oh to yes, report, there's. But... There was uh, some significant Beatle news, at least. Yeah, yeah. Dealt with uh, George particularly. Yeah, George. Uh, Danny Harrison announced that uh, through an agreement with, I believe, Universal Mu Music had the rights to the George catalog, and now it's uh, co-owned <laughs> Universal. Uh, music but will be distributed now by dark horse records so george is back on dark horse records yes and in the announcement danny alluded to a couple things one being well the the most significant for right now is if you have apple music right now the entire catalog is now available on apple music in Dolby Atmos surround 
sound. So if you if you take advantage of that through Apple Music, then you're good to go. If you mm. have any other of the services, screw you. Yeah. Uh, so that was a little mixed of a of an announcement for a guy who doesn't have Apple Music. I'm pointing at myself. Yes, or uh, me. Uh, I'm pointing at myself. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so it was sort of a I was la di da that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> all right. But he in the announcement that he made, he did allude to stuff in the vaults quote unquote and then he also said we're going to release as much special vinyl as humanly possible now does that mean oh we're going to do a a remix with you know like kind of like they did the all things must pass where you've got you know you've got your choice of the full box set of all of a bunch of outtakes and stuff like that, but you've also got a splatter of vinyl and you've also got a this. If so, then great. Thumbs yeah. way up to that announcement. If all he means is I'm going to do a, you know, a pink and gold <laughs> pressing of extra texture, <laughs> extra texture, then yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we'll have to see about that. But he did specifically mention the vaults. So I'm hoping the vaults get opened now and that the whole delay in the last few years might have not been all for everyone. It was a little bit of the pressing plant and the, the, you know, the issues that the record companies have had because of inability to press the records in time and some of the delays in production due to COVID and all that. I think all that's pretty much over Yeah. at this point. Everything's geared back up now. So now, and, and so I think that some of the delay on the George catalog has been working this deal out. Mm. And now that the deal is worked out, it's like, okay, we're going to print these things and they're going to have the dark horse label on it. Now, are we going to get something soon? Right. Right. Oh. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very skeptical of the Harrison <laughs> estate. And I always say that because I, they've been the stingiest among all of the, four so uh, we'll see we thought this was going to happen four or five years ago whenever it was when olivia had that mentioned that in that rolling stone article yeah that's true and and so it's been a while and we haven't really seen much except all things must pass so uh we'll see i'll i'll take it for what it is and i'll be surprised uh, when something comes well i hope good there's a there's a significant anniversary this year for a pretty good album Yes, of his. So there is. Be, I know we could get that fiftieth package for um, living in the material. Living world. in the material world. Get yeah, some be here now outtakes and It'd be great. I know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But other than that, I don't think there's anything brewing that I am uh, aware of. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, and we'll be back at you soon. <laughs>